Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, so you, you switched from a, a beer to a bourbon. What bourbon are you drinking? I'm drinking something that somebody left at my house for a <laughs> party Beautiful. that we had. Uh, the best kind. Best straight bourbon. Ooh. I don't know if it's great but i'm mixing it so i don't care well i've heard it's um, the best in kentucky so therefore ergo this should be great <laughs> it's a family-owned distillery uh that's all i got these are the tales of fantasy football past as you've never heard them our guests tell stories blending fantasy football production, on and off field moments, memories of personal fantasy football catastrophe, and elation, and yes, alcohol. We do the work, you tell the story. These are the fantasy football stories. I'm Jake Trowbridge. And I'm going to drink and tell you the story of Amir Abdullah. If you are not familiar with Amir Abdullah, you are in luck because he didn't destroy your fantasy teams like he did mine. Now, I am a proud Wisconsin Badger homer through and through and the competition that was happening uh, between him and my one of my favorite running backs, Melvin Gordon, it deserves to go into some detail. Now, if we're to track back all the way to the start of Amir and how he got involved and how he got on my radar, we'd have to go back to his high school times, which is fine. It's good. It's great. Probably. Honestly, it's probably better than great. But from my perspective, every NFL athlete that walks through the door and gets playing time was amazing in high school. So it's almost to the point of just, right? Like, yeah, obviously you were amazing in high school. Were you just, were you just on the debate team if you made it to the NFL level? Probably not. Were you a mock trial superstar? You, you might have been, but it was at least accompanied by some good long jump. <laughs> Maybe some 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 basketball knowledge at the worst case scenario. Uh and and maybe you had some chest tutelage, you know. I'm not trying to downplay the smarts aspect of that because I think too many people do that. But I do think that if you made it this far, yeah, of course you're great in high school, which he was. He did all of the things in high school and he did them like well. Like, he did them better than I would have done them, certainly. But I didn't even get uh, to having him on my radar until flash forward four years, because that's how long it takes to get through high school for the general public. Uh, and then you're into college. And all of a sudden, you are knocking on Nebraska's door. And that's where you come into my wheelhouse, because I am a proud Wisconsinite and you happen to now be in my division so I'm looking at you if not on the field on Saturdays I'm looking at you through the periphery because I'm acknowledging at some point we're gonna have to play against you and I'm gonna hate it and we're gonna win but I'm gonna hate the preamble uh before that and and that's exactly what happened with Amir Abdullah so Amir Abdullah amazing on special teams. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying that he's like the Devin Hester of Nebraska, but I'm also not not saying that. because I mean, Nebraskans might feel that way, hypothetically, about what he did for them. He was really good. I'm, I'm not trying to, to shortchange that. He was amazing on special teams. 
but he's a running back. And that's what I needed and I wanted for fantasy, of course, is, is running back. So when we're at Nebraska, he's having blow-up games. In Nebraska, he's hitting the 200 mark easily in some of these games. And so some of those happen to be against Wisconsin, by the way. By the way, one of his earliest best games came against Wisconsin. And it still pains me. Like I think about it, it makes it tough to fall asleep even to this day sometimes. <laughs> he hit the 200 mark against Wisconsin early in his career. Early in his collegiate career. Um, but what's also nice as the Wisconsin guy is he had just as many games where he had like 12 yards basically throughout the game on like 40 rushes. You're like, Amir, sir, remember last week? Remember all the yards he got? Did you forget? Did you forget how to do that all of a sudden? Did you, do you have a dead leg? Like, did you have somebody weight your cleats? Did you have the ultra premium silver cleat bottoms, which are like three times as heavy as your regular cleats, which would be dumb as shit. But maybe that's what happened because honestly, the ping ponging back and forth, it's almost as much as I can, I can factor. I don't know. Uh, but, but here's what I will say. I have a personal experience with Amir Abdullah through Nebraska fans. It's not even Amir. It's not even his fault. Okay, I want to get on record. It's not his fault. But one of the only physical altercations. We'll crop that out. It'll be his fault. <laughs> it's 1,000 times his fault is that one of the only altercations I've been in in my life. I am a docile man. I do not start things in general. But one of the only instances of fisticuffs I've ever engaged in happened with a Nebraska fan during my college tenure at Wisconsin. It was a home game in Wisconsin. It was my junior year, which would have been like 2000 something. I don't want to give away my age because- Yeah, that sounds right. 2019. This was a precursor to Amir, I want to say. This was not during his playing time. This was a precursor. But it just rubbed me the wrong way about Nebraska the whole time. So I got into a thing. I was, let me just applaud myself and pat myself on the back here. I was at the game. I was at the game. But I had to leave the game at a reasonable time. It was an afternoon into night game. And I had to work third shift at a hospital, mind you. So uh, I was on my Yikes. way. <laughs> Right. I left. I didn't even drink that day. Like I was so good. I was the best that you could hope for in a hospital setting, certainly on a Wisconsin game day. And I was leaving the game and I encountered a situation on a house party with the Wisconsin folks and the Nebraska folks. This was after the game was settled. We won, by the way. And there was an altercation happening. And there's, there's, there's this big, tall drink of water on the front lawn of some nice Wisconsin person's house. And there's this real short little gal, like five foot five, nothing. Uh, and they're, they're having a chirp session. They're having a chirp session, as Kyle might, might say. That. Yeah, they're chirping. And they're chirping at each other. And it's probably good banter. But he shoves her. Hard, oh, and he shoves no, her no, against no. And she stumbles back like three steps against a tree. And she goes down like a sack of potatoes. And nobody at the party was really doing much within my time limit. And so I I ran up. And I'm a a slender gent. I'm I'm not much. I'm not an imposing fella by any means. But I got into it with the guy because nobody else was getting into it with the guy. And then he he did one of these big haymaker things. And I did one of these please don't hit me things. And then I popped him in the nose. I popped him in the nose good. And then a good Wisconsin guy saved me. He goes, after I did that, and he kind of stumbled back, he goes, the Wisconsin guy goes, you should get out of here. And I go, yeah, you're probably right. And then I left immediately after bopping the guy in the nose. But anyways, it rubbed me wrong about Nebraska football all the way from 2001 ever to the point that Amir Abdullah was playing for, for Nebraska. And so I just want to I really don't think there's way. I don't think there's an argument against that being Amir Abdullah's fault. I can't think of one, honestly. So I think by default you're right. Um 
But I, I've held that against Nebraska for a very long time. It's cathartic to get that out, by the way. But mm. if we flash forward now to when Amir was playing for Nebraska, I've always had this issue. And so every time he did really well, and especially really well against Wisconsin, obviously I took, I took that personally, as Michael Jordan would say. I took that personally. Mm. So he goes on to do great things for Nebraska intermittently when he's not ruining their game he's making them win but now but now he's on his way into the nfl okay he's there's the big leagues and you got to have some draft capital behind you if i'm gonna put any stock into you especially for a running back running backs is almost all about draft capital for me i need to know that the team believes in you the team for Amir Abdullah in 2015 was the Detroit Lions. They believed in him. They don't have the greatest track record with running backs. And so maybe their belief shouldn't have meant as much to me as it did at the time. But it did. It meant something. And at the time, I was fresh off my first year playing fantasy football. The year before Amir Abdullah got into the league. I had my first draft through CBS Sports and their fun app. Hmm. And and it was bad. I was terrible <laughs> at it. I didn't even know why I was playing. I think it's because I had made friends with people who were playing fantasy football, football and I kind of felt left out. And they had a home league, but I was too green and I didn't know. And so I couldn't even get into the home league, but I was like, well, I'd like to be able to talk to them about this stuff. So let me sign up for fantasy football. And that's what I did. The first year was atrocious. You don't need to know anything more about it. But the second year is when Amir Abdullah comes into the NFL. I don't know anything about player value. I don't know anything about when to draft running backs, about what the ideal situation is for running backs. I don't know any of this. All I know is in my head, I remember Amir Abdullah running roughshod over Wisconsin in like his sophomore season for like 200 some yards easily. Easily. And that sticks in, that sticks in my craw, right? Uh, that's not my craw, but my, my craw would be, I guess, an appendage, <laughs> hypothetically. I don't know. But it sticks there. It's stuck <laughs> in your appendage. Wherever it is, it's 100% stuck there for a very long time. And so he's on my radar, right? Now, I, in my head, probably like the story I told about, about popping the, the Nebraska guy in the face. I think that sounds more heroic to me now than it, than it ever has because, like, you, you build these things up, right? And I built up what I thought was a value getting Amir Abdullah in the 2015 draft was thinking like i don't know i got this guy in like the eighth round you know like a steal for a guy that was so had second round draft capital from the detroit lions they believed in him again whether they should have or not they did and i don't know who else am i gonna take there can i could do you mind if i walk you back through who i took there oh i'd love it in the in the preamble here Please do. I I was able to to track down my 2015 draft. Ooh, let's hear it. So that you can actually see my mindset as I do this. Now, first, I just want to call out to myself, 2015, my first draft pick, Le'Veon Bell. Good pick at the time. Great mm. pick at the yeah. time, I want to say. Uh, even if good. nobody else will, I want to say. Then I followed him up with Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill. Yeah, I know why you did it. Yeah, I could. Right. I can see mm. why. But this is maybe starting to lay the floor plan of why I shouldn't be trusted to draft running backs. It may, just a little bit, right? Like in the back of your head, you're like, oh, this guy took Jeremy Hill. Maybe, oh, I can maybe see a path here to where things are going to turn down for him. Mm. Jeremy Hill, if you, need, if you need one yard, he'll get you three. If you need five yards, he'll get you three. One thousand percent. That is the Jeremy Hill mentality, uh, trademarked, copyrighted, Jeremy Hill. 
you need one, I give you three. You need five, I give you three. T.Y. Hilton is how I followed it up at, in the third round. Now, here's where things get wonky. Okay. I, I think, you know, for whatever people believe in ADP, this was me following ADP. And now here's where things start to get a little crazy. Okay. This is a regular old league. There's no tight end premiums here. There's no special treatments here for any player. Take Jason Wilton, round four. They go hard in the Witten paint. And immediately after I take Witten in the fourth, turn around and take Amir Abdullah in the fifth round. Fifth round. Oof. I already have two running backs. I only have one wide receiver. I have a tight end. At the time, he was a good tight end. Okay. Good tight end. Then I take RB3. Amir Abdullah, because he's haunting my brain. Because shortly before he goes off the board, Melvin Gordon goes off the board. And I get anxious. I say, there's my guy. I just got sniped on my guy. The tilt. I didn't even know tilt was a thing at this point in my fantasy career. But if you've been playing for longer than a couple of seasons, you know what tilt is. And I didn't know it then. I definitely know it now. Because I say, oh, yeah. You're gonna take, you're gonna take my guy. You're gonna take my Wisconsin guy. Which, by the way, a little preamble, and I, I hope this doesn't cloud things too much. But Wisconsin running backs were not good prior to Melvin Gordon either. We just had James White go like right before him in the NFL draft, and he was fine. And so people thought, oh, we can do this again. We can draft Wisconsin running backs again. Uh, the the days of Ron Dane were in the rear view. You know, people were all hope more than expectation at this point. But in any about case, that running back that went to Seattle in the third round? We don't Russell talk Wilson. about him. We don't. He, you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> he was. Here's why I don't <laughs> talk about Russell Wilson. Can I tell you, Russell Wilson was one of my favorite players. He came in as the savior of his senior season with Wisconsin. He carried us. More than we'd ever been carried before. And then he turns around. He gets into this fail Mary situation with the Packers. And he refuses to accept that the fail Mary was just a bad or maybe even like an, uh, a rough call. And he just goes, nope, that, that was me. I did that. I made that fail Mary. It was all talent. It was nothing else. And ever since, he's been on my, my do not call list. I haven't spoken with Russell since then. <laughs> we were good friends up until that point. Never since. Uh, but with our regard to Russell, the running back situation has been bleak for, for Wisconsin. But I thought, Melvin, I'll get back on Melvin train because I don't know any better. But then he's gone. I can't even get on the don't know better Melvin Gordon trade. That's taken away from me. So I lean into Amir Abdullah. I've seen what this guy can do. And I've seen it against us. And I'm going to prove how much of a non-homer I am by drafting Amir Abdullah in the fifth round. And then Amir Abdullah does this curious thing where he's not better than Joyke Bell in front of him. And, and, and he's, he's, he's not better than anybody in the backfield <laughs> in the Lions. And I've taken him in the fifth round of a draft, which means, you know, you want production, right? Like you want somebody where, hey, when these other two running backs, uh, the good Le'Veon Bell and then Jeremy Hill, when, they, when they're out and they're sitting or they get injured or whatever, I have a guy because I, I paid up to get a guy where I don't have to deal with this issue. And then I have Amir Abdullah, who in college – had every other game be good and bad, and he'd get like a thousand yards in a game, and then he'd get like 10 yards in a game. And then I said, Well, you won't do that in the NFL because of reasons. And then he did it in the NFL, and he did it on my roster during his rookie season, but he didn't even get the thousand yard games. He got like, right, he got like, he got like 70 yards once, probably. And that, that was helpful for me because I'm leaving him on my bench because that's what you do with the guy who's gotten you 12 yards before and, and, and 30 yards before is you say, well, maybe you're not for me 
anymore. And maybe you're not for my team. So I don't put him in my lineups. And that one random game that he that he goes off for like a touchdown and like two receptions for 20 yards. You don't even get to use that. That is dust in the wind, as Kansas would say. I know we're talking Wisconsin and we're talking Nebraska and there's a lot of states being thrown into the mix. Now we're talking Jayhawks because Kansas knows better than anybody. Can't bet on dust in the wind. That's a saying. That's from the song, I'm pretty sure. That's exactly Would you like to sing it for us? It's not dust in the wind. I didn't want to go any further or any better because it would have been a copyright infringement. And I'm saving you. Ah, thank you. Thank you for saving us. Isn't that your neighbor, Dust in Wind? Co-host of Drinking and Talking Fantasy, Dustin Lunt. um, Does break wind a lot, though, and I feel like by necessity that would be a good nickname. Mm. Right? Dust in the wind. Dust in the wind. It feels like a, it feels like a fifties duot group. Where it's like it's always the name of the person and like the. It's like Diane and the Spinners. It's like dust in at the wind. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. <laughs> so if we're looking at coming into the twenty fifteen season, as you're preparing all of this, your meticulous notes for your draft. Because I 100% did. It was not a bar napkin that I scrambled on a, a, a smiley face in the diagram of, of what it would look like if... It wasn't just a, a, a bar napkin that said draft Amir Abdullah. <laughs> no matter what. No, that would be Amir stupid. Abdullah. Jeremy, that would be stupid and silly and not on my radar. What I wrote on the napkin was draft Amir Abdullah only if you're a goddamn idiot. And then, but, but when I was on the clock, I didn't realize what I was or wasn't. It was an existential crisis, as everybody. That bottom part got smudged off by the the condensation on the glass. It's I'm going to say fault. it was a wing incident. It was probably whatever wing sauce is to blame uh, for that, which is why I. I but that's why I eat them dry to this day. Quite frankly, it's because not of a that spicy issue. wing guy. So if you're if you're going to order wings at a at a restaurant, are you like? Like if they've got one, two, and three as spicy, are you the one, the two, the three, or or you say dry? Dry rub. Give me that dry rub. You know what's not going to lead me to uh, to issue with smudging is a good dry rub. At worst, at absolute worst, you have a flake off situation where maybe there's some dust over your text that you would write, but you can still decipher it. You can, you get a sauce in that mix, buddy. You're not reading shit. <laughs> and so from henceforth, I've been a dry rub kind of guy. And so again, your, your wing preference is based on your ability to draft during fantasy football. Yeah, 1,000%. Also, boneless. I'm just going to say boneless. I don't care if you think that they're chicken nuggets. You know what I can do with a boneless wing? Because I can use a fork. And then I got a fork hand, and I got a free draft hand that's unencumbered by sauces. So... Get out of here with your nonsense about it and practical. Uh, but you've but got was, you've got built-in forks. Just coming out of your pronging at it. They're coming out of your shoulders. And then what do we do? Then I draft with my elbow the whole day. It just feels like a situation, you know. And I, I'm trying to minimize it uh, ever since the fiasco at Wisconsin slash Nebraska home game. Ugh. I'm trying to not lead to any more shenanigans than I have to participate in. And and that's why I go dry on the wings. Uh, Smoked or it, still fried? Is, it, is that a legitimate question? Is there a difference? Because oh, yeah. I don't truly know what that means. Oh, I'm man. Smoked wing? If you have not had... Well, you're... Like, I'm a Texan, so, like, we just smoke stuff. That's what we do, right? Like, oh, well, can we put it in a smoker? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's like, I got smoked broccoli. Is it good? No, it's fucking horrible. But, you know, we got some smoked broccoli. Like, eat it. Cause but we cool. smoke the shit out of it. Everybody come eat. We're having a party. Uh, it's cauliflower smoke season up in this backyard. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't sure. Yeah, throw some smoke on it. I mean, I, I like that, I guess, as a, as a thing. 
Um, it's not a hard, fast rule, I would say. But what it has become a hard, fast rule for me is I am not going to have wing sauce on my fingertips during an important draft uh, because I won't be I won't be fooled that way again. You 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 fool me eight times, shame on me. You you fool me a ninth, I won't get shamed again. So that's that's how I've always operated. It's how I always will operate. But I will say, here's the thing about Amir Abdullah is coming into the season when I, I'm just getting acclimated really to fantasy football is the guy's kind of far down on everybody's ADP. He's behind all of the big names and even some of the not big names. He's His ADP isn't like, oh, well, I have to reach for all you jack reachers out there who think that you have to do that for play. You didn't even have to do that for him. He was be he was behind, and and this name is brought up probably even to this day now thanks to Jared Goff, Brashad Perryman. He was behind Brashad Perryman. He was behind my guy, Melvin Gordon. He was behind him pretty far in the early ADPs. Todd Gurley, of course, we know him. We used to love him, <laughs> uh, and and Devontae Parker. We know him. Maybe we didn't even used to love him, but he was behind a lot of these guys on that early list. And then all of a sudden, he has a preseason game that's like kind of worth talking about, but I don't even know if it's worth talking about because he put up like 60 yards in a game. But it all, but, but three fourths of it came on a run to where he jetted off for 45 yards. I don't even know if it was a touchdown. But it's just like, An amazing guy. run. Was guy. was it a touchdown? This guy. I don't know. Could have been. Yeah. Yes or no? Was. Yeah. Let's say hypothetically it was. It's 45 yard touchdown. Well, I mean, that, that, makes, cool. that makes a big difference. Cool, man. He took it to the house. He took it to the house on a 45 yard rushing attempt. Well, I've seen all I need to see. Let's <laughs> jack him up the ADP list. Against a, a preseason defense that was probably starting like literally the guy who had bagged the Lions groceries the week before because they needed a warm body to come in because they were probably dealing with injuries anyways. You know what I mean? Kurt like, Warner was playing had... defense? <laughs> yeah. It might have been somebody about that Kurt. they cut from the Cowboys that should oh, have been a starter so that they could keep somebody like Cunningham or one of those other sh you know, like schmucks that they drafted too early. Absolutely. It was just like, well, we, we need some fillers for this game. Uh, we don't want to show our hand. And then Amir Abdullah is like, I'm showing it. I'm showing it hard, you guys. I got off for a 45-yard touchdown. And literally that's all anybody needed to see. Like, well, let's not care about the fact that the Lions haven't had a respectable rusher since Reggie Bush that one time. Uh, let's not care about the fact that their offense has historically just been basically dog shit. <laughs> let's just focus on the fact that he got a 45-yard rushing touchdown one time. And now, and now all of a sudden, he's being treated like, I don't want to say royalty, you know, but there's a pretty clear jump up from after that game. Or again, he did nothing besides that. But now all of a sudden he's in the likes of he's he's nipping at Melvin Gordon's heels yeah, in ADP. Sure. He's he's right behind. Remember the legend, Carlos Williams? Eh? Mm. Oh, <laughs> Buffalo Williams. All honor to his name. Do you remember? And now he's right behind him. Now he's right behind him. And now he's above guys like Duke Johnson. Poor run out for him and what should have been an amazing NFL career. But he's also above guys like David Johnson, who we all know at least last pretty significantly. He who? had one very amazing season, followed by a couple of, you know, seasons where he's played. And he's still in the league playing. But he's above guys like that. Tevin Coleman, the eternal David Cobb. David on the Cobb as I will call him from now on, which I didn't think to back in the day because I wasn't that smart. Uh, also, there's already a Randall Cobb that I knew of from the Packers, and, and I was going to throw an issue into things. Right. But anyway, the point is, 
based on one literal run, he went from zero to hero. He had the full Hercules treatment. In no and, time. And, and now he's on my radar. Now he's a guy. Now he's a guy that I want to participate in. I want, I want a piece of as my second year playing fantasy football. Because I was going to prove the doubters wrong now. It didn't matter that I went oh and everything in my first in a fantasy season. Now, though, I get a chance for revenge. And I'm going to put all those chips onto Amir Abdullah. So Amir has his thing. And it didn't work. Spoiler. It didn't work. <laughs> so, overall, did they do anything? No. Technically, no. He didn't do anything for me or my fantasy team. But he did pull the old Amir Abdullah. And he had one game where he thought like, oh, okay, well, he's going to do something. It was, it was three-fourths into the, the, the year. But technically, uh, he got his second career start in December for the Detroit Lions behind Choik Bell and Theo Riddick. So did he do anything? I mean, technically for me, no. But did he do something for him in his career? Yeah, you betcha. You betcha. He beat out those two guys in December, and he had like an average game for like 60 yards. <laughs> Uh, in, in that game, and, and, and he caught a reception, which you know how important that is uh, for the one reception that he caught in that game. He did it. He proved that he could do it, okay? And so that's like 80 total yards, and did it matter that it came three quarters into the year when I, I had no utility for him anymore? Arguably, yes. Arguably, that's a, that's a down tick. Uh, but I accepted it. I accepted that I made a bad call, a bad pick. He did what we probably should have expected him to do in hindsight. Uh, and, and I was caught holding the bag. It happens. They are who they thought they were. I didn't even say that right. Damn it. <laughs> we, we knew who we thought we knew would be to be known. <laughs> that was him here after this 2015 season. This was not a this was not a dynasty league that I drafted him in. This was just a good old redraft league. Uh, but beyond that, beyond my personal language from that season, I mean, look, 2016, he had an opportunity. He could have still been something. It was his sophomore year, and it was a prove it year. And he, he actually started off really well. He had against the Colts in their opener, like 80 times as many yards as he had in the entirety of the previous season. He had 60 yards on the ground. He had about 60 yards through the catching, through the, the, the absorbing of the ball. So, you know, that's like a hundred plus yards. Right. And again, he never had that for me, but I can be happy for him or pretend to be happy for him that he got it for somebody else, maybe in the following year. So he does that. And that was great. He did good against the Colts. Thanks, Amir, for, for proving all the doubters wrong. Uh, and then he went ahead and... For somebody else. Super... A super average rest of the season, quite frankly. Uh, and then he got injured. So the deal is he tears a ligament in a foot. I'm going to go out on a limb, his limb, and I'm going to say it's his limb. You're going to, yeah. Yes. Go out on uh, a limb. And I'm going to go out on a damn left foot. A limb, his damn left foot, cost him the rest of, of his season. His left, left or your left? Oh, I don't know. Is that like a stage left or stage right thing? It, de it depends on how I'm looking at him, right? <laughs> am I looking at him in the eyes or, or am I staring down the backside? That's the only is this way. Is that in camera or is this the like, overhead? I don't, yeah, exactly. Overhead view. I honestly don't know what left and right is anymore. So depends if, you're, a... depends if you're shy or not. You're either looking at their eyes or their feet. Oh. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. 
That's both from the front, though, hypothetically. I could be looking at his eyes or his feet from the front. From the back, I can't look at his eyes. Ergo, I don't have to be uncomfortable. Ergo, I can just stare at him, tear his legament, which is his left legament. I think. Yeah. I'm pretty left, sure that's left foot legament. So, left foot legament, we're going to go with that. We're going to roll with that. We're going to say that that's what he actually injured. But he injured it in the 2016 season after he has like a burst. He has a burst where it's like, maybe this guy has something. And then 2017 comes back. And, hey, he's on Monday Night Football. So he's on everybody's radar now. He's not just on my radar as a scorned Wisconsin fan. Uh, He's on everybody's radar. And he has a career high, which may not be impressive because his career high prior prior to that was not a lot. But he had 80-something rushing yards. 84? Let me say 84 rushing yards. Yeah, Monday Night Football in a big old primetime audience. And now maybe, maybe people are getting back onto the Amir Abdullah train because of that, right? Uh, and they win. And obviously that's better. That sticks in people's craw. Again, their mental craw, I'm going to say, which right. is like a spot reserved specifically for... Um, revenge, maybe? I don't know. Right. It, it's, and it's, it's growing behind, out of the head. It's behind one of the ears. Sure. I just can't remember if it's the left ear or the right ear. I think it's the right. Well, it depends on if you're looking at them from the front or the back. Yeah. Again, that all comes comes down to it. Are you shy? Are you Stage looking right. at their heels or at their toes? We don't know. It, it's all <laughs> tricky. But essentially what he does is he puts himself back on on the map, on the game, as he could be a thing still. 2017, two years after being drafted, he could still be a thing. Right. Uh, turns out, eh, not so much. I mean, he did follow it up with another career high. Technically, again, he had another career high a few weeks down the road. He plays the Vikings, which I love because as a Packer fan, uh, I, I, what I want is to see one of the uh, the teams within the division, preferably the the most obnoxious, Get something, something bad happened to them. In this case, it happened to be the Lions beating the Vikings uh, or, or him at the very least laying the smacketh down, as Dwayne the Rock Johnson would say. On the Vikings, he, he puts up almost 100 yards. So that's cool. That's pretty dang cool. And then he has a couple of touchdowns, and I don't want to talk about it. I'm not going <laughs> to dwell on it. But some of that happened to happen against the Packers a few weeks out from that. And I think that's as much as we need to acknowledge. Yeah, we're going to move on. And then what ends up happening? Um, he gets some some work against the Bears. And again, it's all in division. So it's all gravy to me. He catches, he catches a touchdown against the Bears. And you're like, you thought you had this guy figured out? You thought he was just going to rush occasionally for a few yards? Psych. Now he's catching a pass. What are you going to do? Theo Riddick? <laughs> Please. Now it's Amir Abdullah catching one of them touchdowns. And again, that's basically it. So overall, okay, 2017, it's fine. It's fine. He has an okay season. He has halfway to a thousand yards. And that's something that's better than I could do, certainly. I'm not saying it's better than you guys could do, but it's better than I could do uh, on a season. And so he gets he gets to hang his hat on that. And then it's is his hat is on the his, beginning his of the end. head appendage off the right? Yeah, th- you it... could hang that hypothetically on whatever ligament it was mm. that got in his way. Because it was probably jutting out enough where you could literally drop a hat on it and it probably hangs stiff. That's my guess. I'm not a doctor. I am not <laughs> a medical professional. And so I don't want to perceive that out into the listener verse, but... Uh, yeah, I think you could probably just drop a hat wherever, and it probably hung off of him. Um, and I did not mean that sexually, but <laughs> if you took it that way, that's more on you than it is on me, I think. But anyways, yeah. the deal is, he has a somewhat average 2017, which could lead to things being better for him going forward. And then it's just, wall. You know what that sound was? That's the sound of a wall. 
And that's not me continuing down this weird sexual path that we've continued on. That is just him hitting a wall and nothing more. Because then it's the beginning of the end for Amir Abdullah. Although, hypothetically, he's still here, still around. He's still alive. He's on interdivisional rival Mm. Vikings. That's when Mm. you know that a player Mm. didn't really do what they were supposed to do is when they can just freely move to an interdivisional rival with zero qualms by any of the teams involved. It's like, yeah, no, you're that's cool. No, you want him? Go for it. You try it. See how it works for you. That's uh, (laughs) quoting our uh, previous guest, Katie Flower. He's not dead. He's also not NFL dead, but he is fantasy dead. Mm. Yeah, he... The the different depths of death. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's for sure fantasy dead, obviously. There's nobody that's even in a 16-team deep bench league. There's nobody, I guarantee you, that's like, you know who I want to keep is this stash just in case? He retains his mediocre 2017 stat line for me. Amir Abdullah. Yeah, good luck. Good luck prying him off my team. Send as many 2022 thirds as you want. He's not moving. Listeners, if you have Amir Abdullah on your roster, send us a screenshot and we'll send you a koozie. Mm. I was going to say, but now the biggest thing standing in his way was Mike Boone. And Mike Boone is now the fourth best running back on a different team instead of the Minnesota Vikings. So that's true. That's very true. He goes to the Vikings, right? And you think if you're optimistic enough, you think new team, new coaching staff, new perspective, new lease on life for Amir Abdullah, maybe. That's that's what your thought process is. And I've been there. I've done that for sure. sure. And so you think, okay, all he has to do really to gain any relevance is, well, he's not going to beat out Dalvin Cook, obviously. But maybe he compete for the backup role, right? right. Just Alexander right. Madison. Really, yeah. what's he done? And then Mike Boone. Just a quintessential Ooh. person in our history of our country. But other than that, hasn't done much. <laughs> Matt Tissin. See, oh. you have to enunciate the T's. I think that's right. the issue there. Uh, yeah, we're, yeah, okay. And that's on me, quite frankly. That's 100% <laughs> on me. But you think, you know, that's all he has to do. And then Mike Boone. Yeah, Mike Boone. Mike Boone. Even the name, it just sounds, it almost sounds too guttural. For him to be a relevant running back, because I feel like they all, all of the re- relevant guys are higher pitched. You know, Boone, Boone, he's way down here. I, I can't mm. even think of another guy, honestly, that that elates that kind of guttural, you know, bottom of your belly kind of uh, a perspective. You know, I, I can't, I can't name one. Don't say Dalvin Cook. You know, because that's not the same thing. Damn, cook yeah, is right. still cook. Cook, cook yeah. is still up here. It's not cook. Cook. Mike Boone. It's a lower register than anybody else on that team would account for, and I think that's why you believe that he was not going to be an issue to Amir Abdullah, right? Abdullah, uh, and that's Abdullah. Abdullah. Right. It's a little bit higher for you. Yeah. All he had to do was beat him out, and he could. He couldn't beat him out. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it again. He's a special teams. Guy, I don't know who the Vikings special teams looks like at that point, but you think, well, you know, if you're delusional enough, you go, well, hey, he's going to get some run on special teams. That'll lead to something in the backfield eventually. And you right. can trick yourself into believing that if you if you want to. Uh, and you might have done that in 2017 when he first got there. And maybe you even did that in 2018 where you thought, uh, you know, now this is another year acclimated in the offense, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's all it took. Just you know, it's tough. Change over garbage. Yeah, exactly. That playbook isn't going to learn itself. And so now maybe he has a shot. Yeah, all the same people are still there. Actually, I don't even know if Alexander Madison was there in 2017. It's probably just Boone that he was competing against. 
But now you even say, well, here's this other guy, Alexander Mattinson. I don't even know anything about him. Was he a president? No, because it wasn't the same. Uh, and so he doesn't have the same historical input. And so why bother? And then he maybe hangs out on your roster in 2018 if you're a big believer. And then in 2019, you kind of run into this predicament of, of like, do I do it for the joke? Do I hang on to him? Do I do I refuse to drop Amir Abdullah in 2019? Because what a lark. What a what a fun thing to send a screen cap of me still hanging on to this guy. Right? Like the irony. I could be the ironic guy. And I'm like, well, he's my RB5, but he's the RB2 in my heart on my team. And maybe you do that. And and then even in 2020, it's not even that funny anymore. Now, like even as a joke. It's just not, it's not the thing that you do in, in your dynasty teams. Right. And, and that's when you have the hard reflection as maybe I, as maybe you have, like I have, where it's like, remember when I took this guy thinking he would carry me to a championship at some point. And then you like you do with your high school years or your college years where you look back on just the, the, dumb shit that you did <laughs> as a youth, right? And you think, why well, I'd, I'd never make that mistake again. And then you draft Keyshawn Vaughn <laughs> in 2020 as a high round draft pick. Damn straight. Because you've learned all of your lessons and nothing's ever going to get you down again. That's basically my transition out of Amir Abdullah is never learning. And taking the next Keyshawn Vaughn that's available. Okay, well, he didn't pan out, but then he went to the Vikings. And what if Cook got hurt? What if? And then Abdullah is no longer the special teams threat. He is no, now... no. It's Kyle. It's not just. It's not just. What if Dalvin Cook got hurt? It's <laughs> what if Dalvin Cook gets hurt. But then also at the same time, Alexander Madison learns that he can only turn right like Derek Zoolander can, and he can't turn left. And so all of a sudden they can't utilize him. And then, and then what if CJ Ham all of a sudden turns into an absolute turtle where he can only move basically left or, or right a little bit, uh, and he doesn't have anything? That's what you are looking for with Amir Abdullah. As compared to Daryl Henderson, though I appreciate you trying to put me back into a good headspace, I don't think I can make that extension to him, unfortunately. <laughs> Both second round picks, by the way, in the NFL draft. And that's what matters. Have we not learned it doesn't matter a decade later? That is what ultimately holds up is draft capital. Don't talk to Corey Coleman about this. This is what will hold up from here to eternity. <laughs> That's why Doriel Green Beckham still got a chance. He still got a chance. Buddy, all it takes, all it's going to take is for like 80 receivers currently active on the rosters in the NFL to have a freak occurrence happen to them. Right. And then you be, you be ready for it, though, because when it happens... Here's what you don't want is to be late to the sleeper notifications yeah. trend party. You know, where you're too late now, all of a sudden on Dorio Green Beckham, you want to be ahead of that party. So if if I can just instill, I know this isn't an advice thing, but if I can still one bit of advice, it's to go right now and pick up Dorio Green Beckham on your waivers to stash him. For that Daryl Henderson-esque moment that is 100% coming for him. <laughs> if anybody's deserving of a second chance, his only second chance, it's Doriel Greenback. <laughs> you know, at what point when you get so many second chances, like, are they, like, so is it squared or is it, like, doubled or do you have, like, your second second chance or is your second you second chance Just keep adding twos exponentially. Yeah. So, like, you have your fourth chance and then your 16th chance and then your 64th chance. Like, is that how that works? I think I'm, it's I'm all not... tied. I think your chances in the NFL are all tied into uh, the amount of memes that you can make of yourself. 
as a player. So if Dorio Green Beckham came out tomorrow and, and had a superb Twitter meme, I'd probably just pick him up just to be sure, like just to be absolutely sure that I didn't miss out. I'd do it. <laughs> he might be able to make some NLI money off that because I don't think he used any eligibility in college. I don't think he really like played. Buddy, the Papa John's endorsements are right around the corner for this. So use that now while you have the... We have put the name recognition back out there, and I think Papa should be calling any day now to cash in. All right. If you screenshot uh, Doriel Green Beckham on your roster, I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to do something awesome for you. We're going to send you the shirt. Jake's going to do something incredible that Jeremy's for Jeremy's wearing right now. You know what? You know what would happen if they sent uh, right now a a screen cap of them having it and not like a wafer pickup after this by the way but yeah. if they had it uh i i would do the celebrity impression of their choosing roasting the league mate of their choosing oh i would right. easily do that so i heard you say something earlier can you do like a donald trump like it sounded like you said something earlier that was very much like well you know we're winning but we're also not losing like, it was very Trump-esque. I've done it before, but it takes, like, normally with the, the outlier ones, like, I have a roster ones I can do pretty easily. And then there's, like, some that I have to, like, watch it happen. And then, like, immediately do it after. I'll try. Here's what I'll say. I'll try it right now. And if it doesn't work, you guys just cut it. Or, or you emphasize it on Twitter for, like, the next 20 weeks. Whatever you decide to do. I don't really care. Go for it. So hypothetically, if I was drafting Amir Abdullah today, I'd take him without question as a top five guy. There's not a lot of guys who come out of that kind of system. They go into a, a system like Minnesota. Great, great state, by the way. Been to Minnesota a lot of times. Loved it every single time I've been there. People will tell you I didn't like it when I was there, but I loved it. Amir Abdullah always been very kind. I think he's going to have a thousand yards pretty easily. Pretty easily going to be a huge season. <laughs> oh, that was uh, amazing. That was so good. Okay. That was, I actually just called him and just had him uh, read that off <laughs> from the line. There you go. Took some coaxing. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> With everything we're talking about, I mean, we're... Like, uh, it's Amir Abdullah, right? Like, uh, <laughs> and it's great. And Amir Abdullah. He's, why, is he, why is Amir Abdullah ruined so many lives? Can I ask that? Is it an honest question? I want to put that out into the world. Why? Why did you do this to us? To us as a populace? To us as a fantasy football industry? Why did you choose? Choose personally? Because I, I do believe it's a personal choice. Why did you choose to ruin all of our lives? Amir Abdullah. I will accept an apology in TikTok form, in handwritten letter form, in personal song sent to me via Gmail form. I don't care, but I would just like to know. That's all. So I think uh, you, you got to reach back to the parent organization against uh, Amir Abdullah, which is Ma, Mothers Against Amir Abdullah. You know, and it's. <laughs> It's something that, that we all have to band together to make sure we don't continue into the future. And I'm glad that Ma is there for us. Ma, the meatballs. It's too many meatballs. Great organization. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That's so good. Oh, that's so good. There's no other thing that that would be adaptable for. There's nothing that, that Ma would be suitable for. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, my God. Um, Jake, we'll get you out of here on this. I, I really need your stamp of approval here. So remember the the anatomical appendage sticking out of the head? That, you know, it's where the revenge center is located. Of course. Can can we officially name that the Abdullah Oblongata? 
Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Did you did you have a way to write that down before we ever talked about it? Because that's the only way I would accept that amount of cleverness in the moment is if you you knew somehow that was coming beforehand. It's perfect. I don't want to change a syllable of that. And I want to trademark that for your podcast and for rankings going forward. There should be a separate column for the Amir. <laughs> my Amir. Dulamgata. Oh, my goodness. That's so good. That's so good. Oh, that's really funny, Jeremy. Well, I, I totally knew that we were going to be talking about random appendages coming out of various parts of the body. So you're right. I did prepare for this. Oh, I love it. I'm on board. There you have it. That is the story. And these are the fantasy football stories. Was it 100% accurate? Yeah, that sounds right. Follow us on Twitter at the FF stories. Also, see all of our inebriated storytelling podcasts as part of the Stories Podcast Network at the Stories Pods on Twitter as our guests rewrite the past across various sports. Alcoholic drinks are consumed voluntarily by our guests at their own discretion. Please drink responsibly. Hundred percent right. planned, right here from the guy who drafted him here, Abdullah, with zero regrets. <laughs> when, when we were looking at the uh, that rookie ADP, mm. it's like, it's like, oh, like, you know, there's Gurley, there's Amari, like, there's Melvin, there's these big names, but, and I mean, those are great, but like, I was thinking. If I had to draft these 10 names right now, <laughs> like, no, I don't get any points that they've had before. Oh, my God. Like, Amir's a lot higher than I thought he would be. <laughs> like, yeah. Girl, you know, you're right toast, right? Like, wow. I mean, on the hope you maybe take him if he's going to play. I don't know. But, like, I mean, oh my God. he's higher than Yeldon, probably. I don't sure. even know what to, like, oh I don't my know. God. Uh, DGB obviously he's higher than Kevin White. I mean, Aguilar just than. got a contract, so you might give it give it well, Aguilar. Yeah. Well, I would get yeah. I mean, Amari obviously, Melvin you'd keep uh, there. Uh, I don't even Parker, know though. you'd keep Perriman probably you have above, and then Aguilar. <laughs> so like he's like one oh six, even though he like doesn't play. <laughs> right? Like what? <laughs> Uh, I'm not. I'm not a huge snob, but I do like scotch. And I thought about actually doing a scotch thing, but it's like that's. I want something a little bit more, you know, with a little bit more volume in it. I don't want to be sipping scotch here the whole time. So I went with right. bourbon. I mix it. I did make the missus has been out of town for two weeks on this hiking trip across Montana. Oh wow! And so I've just been doing all this goofy shit to try and keep myself entertained, and I figured <laughs> out how to make like simple syrups. Uh, for my cocktails. So I had all these peaches and I figured out how to make peach simple syrup and that goes well with bourbon. So I was like, well, I can do that. And I made that today for the, this drink, especially. And it's good. There we go. It's good. So if it's right. terrible bourbon, I'll never know. Cause that shit's delicious. <laughs> can you post your recipe on the simple syrup for your peaches? Cause I want to know that oh, peaches and yeah. bourbon sounds like a freaking amazing so thing it's really good it's really yeah. good it's super easy too but yes i will absolutely post that for you this was amazing for sure seriously this was so fucking fun you guys you have no idea yeah seriously this is an amazing concept that you guys have yeah. here like i i told dustin that i was doing this earlier in the week and like he got so jealous he's like that does sound like an amazing idea i was like I fucking know. Like I, I, I get to do <laughs> yeah. that. So um, no, seriously, you guys are and the way that you structured this, um, the way that you guys do the interview is so seamless and casual. Well, I know like most podcasts are really it's it's strict because they have to be strict or they have to have a, sure. uh, a very defined format. 
this has just been so enjoyable. It's literally, and I don't want you guys to think I'm just blowing smoke up your ass. It's been the most enjoyable podcast I've done in, in a long, long time. So you guys are doing everything right. Uh, it's it's awesome. This was a fun-ass time. It couldn't have come at a better time, by the way. With yeah, the yeah. perfect. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, uh, amazing. And uh, thank you guys for having me on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.